So welcome everybody to the Entrepreneur Show. This is Heidi Richards Mooney. I'm founder of Redhead Marketing and Women in E-Commerce. And I am always, always delighted to introduce amazing women that I meet online. And Heather Picken is no exception. Let me tell you a little bit about this amazing woman. Heather is a leadership trainer, professional speaker, and business acceleration coach. She is also the best-selling author of Insider Secrets to the CEO's Mindset, 25 Proven Principles on Leading Your Business to Create Ultimate Success. Welcome, Heather. I'm so excited you're here. And in case I forget to thank you later, thank you so much for giving us your time today. Thank you, thank well, you. Thank you, Heidi. I am delighted to be here today. So tell us a little bit about you other than the, that brief introduction that I gave you. Yeah, well, actually, I just launched my recent book, Woman on Fire Entrepreneur. So I'm really excited about that. And people can learn more about that book if they go to womanonfireentrepreneur.com. Uh, gosh, you know, talking about, I don't know if you want to talk about my journey as an entrepreneur, because I think uh, that's a pretty important um story for people that are starting a business and realizing that business is not linear. You're going to have a lot of challenges and bumps along the way. And the secret is knowing how to navigate that, you know, so if you're wanting to build, Absolutely. What, let's talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting because I, I think my, uh, well, I know my biggest breakthroughs have come in the form of lessons I've learned uh, from relationships, you know, it's pretty interesting. And so uh, a, a big breakthrough moment for me, uh, I remember it was like 2 a.m. I'm surrounded by trash bags because I was living, uh, I was reliving uh, a fight that I had with my then boyfriend. He basically kicked me out of his place and I'm freaking out because can you imagine I've got garbage bags everywhere. I've got my little dog, uh, Chihuahua. She was a her name was Angel, sitting on my lap, and I'm freaking out because running through my mind, I'm like, you know what? I am a woman on fire. I have such drive and such passion to help people, but yet I cannot get my stuff together. And so that was that moment was like what I call a holy crap moment. Like, holy crap, how did I get here? What am I going to do? And I didn't have a car. I had like $300 in my pocket. Wow. I had no one to call. And Here's what I did that was really empowering. And so I, I want people that are watching this right now to listen. If you're you're up against the wall, you're having a challenge in your business, whether you're starting, or you're trying to break through to the next level, you have to keep um, putting your mind at, you know, really focusing on the end result. Because for me in that moment, I'm like, you know what? I am no longer going to uh, go through this challenge again. Like I somehow, some way I'm gonna get some help. So what happened the very next day, I put an ad in Craigslist looking for, you know, a place to live. And I found actually that same day, complete stranger, very humbling experience. So what happened in the next couple months absolutely transformed my life because number one, I set an intention that no longer this was acceptable. Number two, I was going to find someone that could help me, which I did at that time. I honestly didn't have the money, but when there's a will there's a way you know there there totally is so i signed up with this person and what i did in those few months i mean actually i did four things i worked <laughs> i worked on my business i ate i slept and i worked out i had no social life and that was okay because 
it really it really taught me to push myself to really create a breakthrough and within that short of time like short amount of time like it was a couple like four months I was able to go from literally zero in my bank account to like over 120,000 in that short amount of time. And so that was the, the the start of just a series of breakthroughs in my business. And what I love to teach is, you know, helping women to wake up to their greatness and become inspired, like what makes you unique, what makes you brilliant and taking that brilliance and being able to package that and market that, whether you wanna do it online, whether you wanna speak, uh, there's so many opportunities out there, but the problem is, is we live in a lot of doom and gloom. We live in a lot of, uh, in a world where people are injecting their values onto you. And so you start thinking in your head, should I do this? you get all these approval issues and it really clouds your vision. So it's really important to have clarity in your vision when you want to do something and know that in order to be an entrepreneur, you've got to embrace both the pain and the pleasure of the pursuit of doing it. There is no other way. And I'm sure you can agree with me, Heidi. No, absolutely. And in fact, I love the fact that you didn't allow that victim mentality to creep in and and take over your life and so many people i come in contact with um do that probably because that's all they know and they need people like you to um help them kind of get out of that mindset i think i think it all begins with mindset yeah. i think to be a success you really have to have the right frame of mind it, it, um, yeah I, mean, I, I don't know too many really I don't know too many really successful people who've ever excuse me i should have turned my phone off uh, who ever um, been successful, who haven't had the right mindset. So I think that that's a, a brilliant move on your part. Um, the other thing I'd like to talk about is, so what were some of the, uh, the steps? That, I'm sorry, I didn't turn it off all the way. <laughs> what are some of the steps that you took? Because in that four months, I heard you say something about going from zero or 300 to 100, over $100,000 in income. So um what did you do to achieve that? I mean, what yeah. were those steps? I know you said you worked, yeah. obviously you had no social life, but you had to do something to to create that the energy transformation. Absolutely. That Absolutely. Um, well, one of the things, and this is honestly the first um, foundational piece, and you mentioned it earlier, is your mindset. You've got to align your mind to your vision and know that anything and everything is possible. Literally, things can show up within seconds i mean that's how powerful your thoughts are it is so i mean i have had clients be in their what i call their freak out mode i'm like you can't do this then i give them a tool where they can shift their mindset really start focusing on the, what they want to do and they start you know attracting clients making money attracting opportunities so the mindset you must have some kind of routine that you do every single day religiously because if you don't, what happens is you fall back into your old patterns and habits. So the mindset piece is the number one thing. I would focus on that, you know, back then it was probably like an hour or two hours a day because I was all over the place. And then the <laughs> second thing that I did is I built a targeted list. So your list is like your stock and trade and each person on your list represents a potential of income you know let's just say if you have a program that's two thousand dollars then each each person on that list rep can represent two thousand dollars so i i basically went from zero people on my list oh backtrack so there's another story so i had a business partner built my list that was targeted 
had about 10,000 people and that business partner got really upset. We didn't have agreements in place and then totally stole the entire list. So I had to build, build it up from scratch. So I built this targeted list, went from zero people, um, created a thing where I gathered a bunch of uh, expert people, did a lot of interviews, and I built it to 1,500 people. That 1,500 people gave me my first 120,000. So that's why it's so important to build a targeted list. It's not enough just to post something on Facebook or do things that are random. And then from there, so after I built the list, um, I, I uh, marketed my program. So what a lot of times what people do when they're selling a program or there's, you know, like a service-based business is they're not building a targeted list. They're doing things that are random and they're launching their programs first. So they're putting the cart before the horse. And I'm saying, no, 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 don't do it that way. And so I, I have a process that I take all my clients through, got to build a targeted list. Then you uh, do your program. So when I did it that way, it, it totally worked and it didn't, it didn't take a long time, but I really, uh, put all of my energy, all of my passion into it, and anyone can do it. You just have to have, you know, the right strategy in place and the right mindset. So, let you, two questions. Uh, the first is talking about that highly targeted list, because obviously it wasn't a huge list, and I think a lot of people listening might think that you need a huge list yeah. in order to make that kind of money. So you've proven that you don't need that right. that huge yeah, list. Absolutely. Matter of fact, so when you say, go ahead. How did you do that? How did you do that? How did you create that? What were the some of the steps you used? In other, in other words, to to find those particular people. Oh yeah, you know, finding people that, you, that are complementary to what you do. So if you're a health and fitness coach, you could contact. Uh, you know, let's just say your specialty was in nutrition. It would make sense to find people that were um, fitness coaches, like they're teaching, you know, different types of exercises and that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, I would just start researching. So you got to research, you got to Google people, go on Facebook and then just connect with them. And you'd be surprised, you know, I've had such amazing it to me. It's about building relationships because the relationships I've built through just that process alone over the years. I have gotten amazing PR. I've hooked up with someone that does like the PR for Dr. John Gray out of that, one of those things. I've also um, hooked up with another person that is helping me with a live event that I'm doing. And it's just, it's it's amazing like how all these things are interconnected. So it's not just about building your list, but creating all these other opportunities and, and having the small list, it doesn't have to be big, but it has to be targeted. So asking yourself the question, you know, are these people aligned with my message too? Are they complimentary? And, you know, just reaching out to them. Matter of fact, I have a client, uh, when she came to me, she had 85 people on her list. I showed her how to create a very short email that generated over $19,000 in 10 days. So again, it's, targeted list and the right message. Oh yeah, absolutely. The right message. So what was that first program that you launched that, that was so successful? Yeah. I don't remember the name exactly, but it was, it was like my quantum something or other program that was, I believe that program started out with uh gosh, I think it was like a three month program. And so I kept changing okay. it and I was running program after program. Like I had a system on what people were looking so it was a higher end program it was, it was yeah a, it was a higher end program so i, th I think that program was about one to two um thousand for, for that 
Okay. And what was really great is that because one of the things I like to teach people is how to create that reoccurring income. So it was about one to two thousand. And then I also had my private clients as well. So what was really great is when they finished that program, it was easy to up level them as a higher paying client. So how did you get into Internet marketing? Because it sounds like you know a lot about what you're doing. You know, it's kind of funny. So my background is in fitness. And I had my own personal training business, absolutely loved it. And I created a system. It was called the six week fat burning mind empowering system for women. And I started teaching this um, in an office I shared with a chiropractor at the time. And these women would come to this group and we would meet every week for like six weeks. They said, this is absolutely amazing. And I had this thought. How can I take my information and market it and package it online? So what I did is I learned everything that I could. And within 30 days, I sold my very first program for $97. And I was playing with the price points because I wasn't sure which one would work. And it was it was absolutely amazing. I actually still sell that program today. So it's just, you know, the power of being online and the people that you can reach. It's it's incredible. And I had that thought of how can I get my stuff out there in the world? I had no idea, but I was willing to find out how to do it. And it was a lot of trial and error, you know, so I just did whatever I had to do. And, you know, I just never stopped. So from there, that really progressed into helping other people, coaching other people, particularly more online. Um, I also coach people that have offline business as well. But because if you have an offline business, you have a brick and mortar business, you have to have an online presence. Oh, I totally agree. I heard some statistics that 67% uh, of new business comes from online anyway. And that's combining everything with mobile and everything is mobile is obviously a lot higher in some different in different genres. Um, so we're going to switch gears a little bit and talk about your new book, The Entrepreneur on Fire, uh, because I it's entrepreneur. Woman. Tell us the title yes. again. Entrepreneur Woman on Fire, because I know we did this program uh, not too long ago, which was wonderful. And thank yes. you uh, for the opportunity. So tell us a little bit about the book and what inspired you to write yeah, it. Yeah. So the book is called Woman on Fire Entrepreneur. And honestly, the reason why I wrote this book is I wanted to give up more than anyone else. I wanted to throw in the towel. I remember one Friday night calling one of my mentors going, I don't know if I can do this. I need to make money. And I was so doubting myself. I didn't know if I really had what it what it took to make it. And I was just freaking out about money and about attracting clients. It just I, I just felt like women out there that are that can make a difference because if you're listening, you're you're a woman, you can make a difference. You have to embrace both sides. It is so important to get some help. Some of my biggest help has come from books and mentors, you know, really being able to invest in myself. And so the book has stories of some of my clients. Um, I share some of my stories, people that I've interviewed that I felt um, were the definition of what it takes to be a woman on fire entrepreneur. So a lot of times what happens is that people see the after effect. Oh, well, you have this great life and it looks so perfect. They don't see what goes behind the scenes. If they would see all the tears that I've cried, <laughs> I've cried money and you know, just really doubting myself. Can I do this? And I know women feel this all the time. So it's my mission and purpose to really empower millions of women, not only in their business, but every other area of their life. Because as I mentioned before, my biggest lessons have come from men. And guess what? Those X's actually helped me to create more dollar signs in my bank account because 
it helped me to become an empowered woman to really stand true, you know, to who I am, uh, my values and say, no, I, this is who I am. This is how I want to show up because I had several boyfriends that said, oh, you can't do that. Or why are you spending so much money on coaching? And it was just like all this pushback. And so part of the book talks about being in toxic relationships, how to find healthy relationships. There's some advice um, with relationship coaches. So I really see this book as not just a business book, but just really um, empowering every area of your life. Because when you do that, when you empower every single area of your life, you live an inspired life. And so my mission and purpose is to help those women to uh, be those women on fire entrepreneur, living that inspired life so that it creates a ripple effect. I mean, it's it's amazing what one person can, what one person can do, like you that's watching, um, that, that can create amazing change. And so that's what I'm all about, creating that movement. Well, and I think that that's a, a wonderful goal. There's so many, as I said at the beginning, there's so many people, women, I think in particular, who um, through whatever reason, it could be lack of, of self-confidence or self-esteem or, or you know, just a lot of naysayers in their lives. We've, I've talked about this on a few of our shows. A lot of our, our, our female guests seem to feel the same way that you, we get a lot of these negative messages. I, I guess I've been very lucky. I've had three businesses and all successful and I really love what I've done. And I've always had been surrounded by people who have, um, encouraged me. So I've been, I've just been very lucky. And my mother was an entrepreneur. Uh, so I came from a, a an entrepreneurial background. Uh, but I can tell you my first business, I was scared to death because everybody said I could do it and I did not believe it. And until you actually do it, you don't believe it. I think you think you, you still have all those doubts in your mind. Like, oh my gosh, I'm 22 years old. I have this childcare center. How am I going to take care of all these kids? Take care of compliance, pay my bills, pay my staff, you know, uh, keep in compliance with the law and, you know, all the things that, you know, and every, every business has similar issues. Um, so I think that it, it's, um, it's wonderful that there are women like you who are out there helping women because I'll tell you what, I've been in business 32 years and I didn't know one woman who was even, I knew a couple of women who were in business, but most of them were like people who were like lawyers and CPAs and they didn't really, I didn't relate to them as a, as a business owner and a coach and a, I had a flower shop, my second business. And I mean, it just, I didn't relate to most of those people. So it was hard for me to go seek advice from them. And so a lot of the people I would seek advice from were men who were, really good in sales because I felt like that was really where I needed to spend my time if I really wanted to build my business. And I think that that's a, something I hear you saying is that you're, you talked about building a list. You talked about how to learn how to market. And I know um, Seth Godin says that most business owners are not good marketers. I think you can teach yourself how to be a good marketer, but I think you, does it get to the point then when you're really getting to what you want in life, then you can now, say, okay, now I can hire people who do that so much better than me. And I can focus on what I do best, which is coaching and consulting and, and helping clients. What do you think about Oh yeah, that? absolutely. I, I think once you master one level, you can delegate that to other people. So make your life easier and focus on what uh, really is the highest priority. So if you're focusing on lowest low priority things like scheduling your own Facebook post, it, it's not going to help you to grow your business. So you need to be able to delegate that. So the high priority things are always getting in front of people um, and also mastering that uh, sales conversation. You mentioned sales, 
that is so critical. And most people, to be honest, are awful at it. If you don't have a background, you're so, they're so awful because they get so in their head and they start thinking, oh, this person's gonna think I'm pushing them. And it has nothing to do with that. When you're so confident in what you do, it's really about showing up and helping that other person because you're there to whatever you're helping them with, whether it be fitness or business related, um, they're looking for a result. They're looking to get their problems solved. So you have to be able to master that. You've got to be willing to go through the awkwardness if you don't have any training on it. So I'm a big proponent and learning the right way on how to do that. See yourself as a leader, because the more confident you are and the more aligned you are with your vision, people will pay you what you're worth. It won't, it won't be a question. That's so true. And you, you mentioned something so important to be paid what you're worth. I mean, we should not be doing $5 an hour or $10 an hour jobs when we can pay someone to do those jobs and we can be focusing on the jobs that bring in the best return. And I'm not just talking about return on money. I'm talking about return on, you know, how you feel about yourself at the end of the day when you've done a great job and you've helped a lot of people. Cause when you're, when you're, I, I, I do a little bit of that mundane stuff cause I'm a real creative person. I still love to write. So I do a lot of my own writing, um, but I don't mind outsourcing anymore. And it took me a long time to learn to let other people be responsible for certain parts of my business. And I think that that's a huge, huge thing that women tend to want to um, do it all. Yeah. Would you agree? Oh, yeah. yeah. And I yeah. can be slightly dangerous because I'm very techy oriented. So if I start seeing myself do something, wait a minute, I, I'm like, I've got a whole team I can outsource it to. <laughs> You don't need to do that, right? Yeah. It's different when you want to do it, though. Yeah. So let's talk about your 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 role as a coach and trainer. You've helped people activate what you call their money mojo. What exactly is a money mojo, and what are some of the tools you use to help them? Yeah, you know, I see it as... I hope I said that correctly. Yeah. Is it mojo? Yeah, money mojo. Yeah, I see it as everyone has money the, the money mojo within them. It's just how do you activate it? So... If you're struggling right now, or if you want to go to the next level of your business and you're just kind of stagnant, you have to understand, you know, what is the end result that I want to create? Like start there. And what beliefs do I need to have in order to make that happen? And having the right strategy and having the right plan, I see that as all a part of activating the money mojo and it has to be consistent because human behavior is really predictable. People get all excited about something and then they fall off the wayside and then they're scrambling and they're wondering, why don't I have enough clients? So in order to do that, you have to, number one, identify what your highest values are. Everyone lives by their own values, what's true to them, not what people are saying, oh, you should do this. And it's what inspires you the most, what you think about the most, what you talk to people about the most is how you are going to create um, your destiny. You're going to create goals that are congruent and fluent. And so when you wake up on fire, inspired to do what you're doing every single day, you know that you can meet those goals. And so the problem that I have, that I find people are needing um, is outside motivation. So that's why I don't believe in motivating people um, because the inspiration has to come within. So they have to be able to make those links in their brain to ask the question, let's just say if your family is your top, value which there's nothing wrong with that 
you know, so I want to make that clear. If you love spending time with your family, like more so than business, then you have to make that link in your brain. How is building a business going to help me to have more time with my family? You've got to be able to create enough links in your brain to actually create a shift in your mind so that you are automatically doing it. You wake up, you're on fire, you're inspired. So once you go through that process, it's amazing. So when I'm taking clients on, I go I go through finding out what their highest values are. There's 13 questions and that helps them to see things on the way instead of in the way. Because as I mentioned before, there's always gonna be those little challenges. So you gotta know how to uh, navigate around those and, you know, and, and see it from the end result. Excellent, excellent. Um, so you're also the founder of Women on Fire Entrepreneur. And I think that's a, is that a community or a tribe? Yeah, well, that that is my whole brand with the book and what okay. I teach. And I run my high-end client attraction academy, which teaches people how to market, package um, their product, their service online. Like really, I'm all about uh, creating a legacy, having the lifestyle that you want, and developing a leader, like being a leader in your industry. So it's really about stretching people out of their comfort zone. You're always going to do things that you don't want to do. And, you know, it's, I find that, uh, yeah, anytime you go to the next level of your business, it's always going to feel a little uncomfortable. And I always think if you're not feeling a little uncomfortable, if you're not feeling a little bit on edge, then you're probably not doing what you need to do. Uh, for example, I had my first, I've done events before, but never like big events. And I had my first um, big event about a month ago and I was freaking out. I'm like, oh my gosh, but I had to keep it together. So I had to do the same thing that I'm teaching someone and thinking from the end result. And it was so cool because what I envisualized actually came true, you know, and it couldn't have happened if I would listen to all the voices of the doubt and the stress. And, and it's funny because now I'm planning another event and the, the time that I'm planning it is half the time that I planned the other event because I just feel more confident. I've got the right team on board. So again, once you accomplish that goal, that's aligned with your values, it allows your mind to expand, to do other amazing things. It's just, it's incredible. So, challenge yourself to do more and and you mentioned in there something that sounds like a system so i want to talk a little bit about that because i think that sometimes we go all over the place i know i i do events every year i do the same event every year and now we have it down to we can plan and do this event in three and a half months the first time we did it it took us nine and a half months so i think that that having a system in place is so important, not only to save you time and energy, um, but what are some of the things that you do to create a system for, for your business and help your clients do to, to do the same? Yeah, well, I notice if I'm doing something more than once, then I have to start mapping it out. So sometimes I'll just create like short videos for myself so I'll know. So if I have to train someone on it, so if I have to get someone on my team to do it, I create the video, it's one and done. I could do the same thing for my clients. And then I just look to see, okay, um, I like to do a lot of um, like spreadsheets and find out what priorities that I need to do. So for example, for this event, one of the first things that we wanted to do is find a venue. Knowing what I know now, um, we actually saved thousands of dollars. We got the event space for free. 
So that is actually right now we're all profit. So we don't have any, any expenses out of pocket because I've had a system. Like I know, you know, priority A, priority B, priority C, like here are the first things, three, three things that I need to do in order to make this, this event happen. So it's, for me, it's always the event space it's the sponsors and the event, the vendors that the ticket sales actually come last. Absolutely. Well, you know, and, and we live in such a society where people wait till the last minute anyway. So, you know, and isn't it scary? And, you know, you think you're you're planning this live event it used to be you had to have six weeks notice to plan a live event and maybe two for the Internet. Now it's probably uh, two weeks notice for live events because I would say from every event I've ever done and you may have the same experiences the majority of people sign up the last week or two. That's exactly what happened with this last one. And I, yeah. and it's I did very nerve-wracking. And you know, the venues when they are requesting, if you're serving food or anything, they request the the count like almost two weeks before. So it's hard to work with them. But I think a lot of them are realizing that's just the, the society that we live in. And and then an online event, I don't bother promoting it more than a week. I may send out one or two notices, right. but. The majority of my my promotion happens like within three or four days before the event because even when people say they're going and they register, probably fifty percent don't end up coming unless they've paid a lot of money for it. So I think that um, we just we're living in such a different way in such a different world. Um, so I understand that you have a tip or a resource of the week. Actually, before I ask that, I wanted you mentioned about uh, videos that you create videos. Tell us uh, what do you what kind of a what do you do? Do you do a live video? Do you do a video on the computer? And what kind of tools do you well, use? Well, yeah, for that? that that's a great tool and resource that I'd like to recommend for everyone. There is a Screencast. It's called Screencast-O-Matic. And I believe it's about twenty. That's what I love it. And so this is so great. Um, anyone that has a service-based business, or just if if you're if you have any kind of team, this is invaluable. So I use that. I record my screen. I will take someone because sometimes when you're trying to communicate in an email or a text, it it just you know people are like huh, and you have to go back and forth a million emails. You do this video. It's so easy. So I, I love it. it. I highly recommend that tool. Yes, I love Screencast-O-Matic, and they have it for Mac and PC. But I'm not re I'm not exactly sure what the URL is. I think there's hyphens in between. There it. is Google uh, Screen-O-Matic. Screen-O-Matic. Okay. Screen-O-Matic. There is a hyphenated. It is hyphenated. <laughs> yeah, I'm just writing Screen-O-Matic, and they'll find it. Um, and Stephen, uh, welcome, Stephen, a Dutch driver. They just joined in, and Dutch driver just asked the question: How can you take advantage of the procrastination? Of today Ooh, okay so they they missed they missed what i talked about earlier so let me just um repeat what i was saying earlier so everyone operates on a set of values so your values determine your destiny and if we look at that a little bit deeper i it's 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 gonna be how much money you're making so if you're not making exactly what you want to make every single month and you find yourself hesitating procrastinating my question to you is what are the top three values on your list? So if you find that you're procrastinating because you're spending more time with your family, be honest with yourself and being being able to create those links of how building a business or doing this task. Let's just say if you were to give a job description 
I want you to list what all those job description things are for your business. And then you link that to your highest value. So how is doing this going to support me and my mission and purpose with being with my family? You've got to create enough links in your brain where it creates a process called myelination and it actually changed the brain. It changes the brain chemistry. So I've walked people through this process where they're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. So if you're procrastinating, yeah, it's not highest on your value list. And so when no one tells you to do anything, when you wake up every single day, you're on fire, you're inspired, you'll, you'll do it. It's those things where you say, well, I'm procrastinating. I don't want to do it because it's not a high priority. So again, you've got to make those links so that you're on fire, you're taking the action. Okay. So from a different point of view for procrastination, say you have, we're dealing with people with procrastination issues. I think that, um, that, could be uh, another way of looking at it. How would you deal with that in terms of, say, marketing or you know promoting like something? Like a client or you meant late signups at live events, but I like the neuro lesson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, yeah so that's a great. So you want to make your offer attractive. What can you give them to where they're going to have to attend? They're going to have to sign up. So I, you know, so it's all about hooking them in. You really have to do that. I mean, I've had people where, you know, like a lot of my webinars, I don't do a live replay. And the one of the reasons why, because I want people showing up live. I don't want people being on the back end. And I teach people um, how to run successful webinars to the point where when I was first doing them, I was a flop. I generated 100,045 days with this strategy. And then I teach other people how to do it where they're like, oh my gosh, I don't know how to do this. And I'm like, wait a minute, you've got to hook them in. So we've created you know, other things to entice them. Part of it's in the marketing email, making sure that your message is connecting with people, um, you know, making sure that you're sending enough reminders. A lot of times when you're doing webinars or any promotional thing, you're not creating enough touch points. People, it, you have to be in their face. Don't be afraid to send out emails to your list, promotions on Facebook, people need to see it uh, quite a few times, I find, especially in this kind of ADD world that we're living in. Oh, yeah. I'm a self-proclaimed adult ADD. -er. So when you say emails, like one a day, one every other day, 10 times a day, well, I mean, what, I mean how do you know right number? Depending on what you're, I, I find there's no magical number. It's depending on when the time period is, how long you're promoting it. I mean, I remember just, yeah, doing launches to fill a program. I mean, I pound my email list, but it was valuable information, you know? So people are gonna unsubscribe. That's just the way it is, you know, get over it. But the people, I mean, I've had people on my list for years. And so the people that will stay on your list, they value your information and that is your ideal client. But yeah, you, you've got to consistently promote and making sure that you're putting enough value in there. So sometimes it might be a video tip. Uh, sometimes it might be just, you know, just the right words to connect with someone. So you have to figure out what strategy works with you and knowing who your audience is. I heard a great tip today or a great quote. One of, I was at a, um, and if I, I manage a, a social media for uh, a local, uh, three local nonprofits that are doing a, col a collaboration this year. And uh, one of the women in uh, the woman who's the um, executive director says, look, uh, you'll, you're going to get a lot of emails from me. If you want to stop getting emails from me, start responding. And I thought, wow, that's profound and so true because the thing is that, you know, we do get inundated with emails and I end up putting them either into a junk folder or just deleting them after so many times. And then I figure I'm going to get that one more email and that's when I'm going to take action. Yep. 
and sometimes I forget and then they that last email never comes you know and it's like oh my gosh I missed this great event because I waited and thought I would get more emails or um, so from a marketing perspective I expect a lot of emails but I also know there are people who don't and and still and I think you would probably agree uh, or maybe not um, about email marketing still being the number one way to um, to close people I mean I know that social media People. It, yeah, it, it really is. Email is, I believe, is still powerful. And I've had, yeah, I remember doing uh, numerous emails. And then it was at the tail end when people would say, oh, yeah, you know, I want to do this. Matter of fact, I was working with a client and she was promoting a program and she's like, oh, they're unsubscribing. I'm like, do not worry about it. I said, you got to, I said, trust me. And sure enough, you know, she was selling her programs because she was, you know, consistently marketing. And that's another thing, being really consistent in marketing to people because you want to create that relationship when you're marketing to people. You want to you want to as if people, you know, really know who you are, like if you were to get on the phone with them or meet them in person. Oh, my gosh, I feel like I know you. <laughs> Right. Exactly. When you get that many, I have a lady who's been on my email list 20 some years, I guess when I first started creating email lists and she goes, you know, Heidi, I never come to any of your events, but I really love reading your email. So don't stop sending them to me. That. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> what is the point? She loves reading them. Maybe she's learning something. I really don't know. Hopefully it's not what not to do. <laughs> so tell us about what you're working on. Oh, first of all, I want to know who is your ideal client? Yes. Yeah, so I was. Oh yeah. Great question. Yeah. My ideal client is someone that sees themselves as a leader in their industry. Like they just want to go to the next level. They love the idea of making a powerful impact in the world. Like their vision is so vast yet they lack the knowledge with the fastest way on how to create this online global presence. So what I mean by that is how to package market and sell your, your expertise, your products out there um, to clients that would love to buy your services. And you're looking to create high reoccurring consistent income. And so the, the key there is consistent because that's the problem. It can be feast or famine and, and, and looking at it such a bigger way because you know, you've got your online global presence and you have your speaking and then the book tour. And there's just so much that you can do. And I I just love looking or working with people that that just feel like they're on fire. Like, oh, my gosh, I don't want to live another day without letting everyone know what I do. And then, you know, you have a gift like there's no question you have a gift probably the best kept secret, like, oh, no one knows about me. So really helping those people and you're willing to do whatever it takes. You know, so I find those people that can implement things like Heather, just show me they get the best um, success. They have the best success rate and they what take it just as soon as they implement things, things just start working. You know, so I know those people within a couple of seconds of talking to them like, oh, yeah, you're on fire. You're going to do it. You just need the strategy. Yeah, because they're open to it. They're willing. And I think there's a lot of people that I know that I've I've worked with not for long people who are not teachable well, and I think that you have to be able to work with people who are willing to um that doesn't mean they have to do everything I tell them to do but if they want to be successful they'll do the things that I know will make them achieve their goals um so I understand um oh so tell us what you're working on these days we uh, before you do though David welcome and Dutch driver did want to jump into the the open seat in a moment but I figured let's wrap up your part of the interview and then he can jump in and ask you some Absolutely. questions so um okay 
what are you working on today? <laughs> so today, I think I mentioned a little bit earlier, I am doing my Woman on Fire tour. It's uh, starting in Charleston, South Carolina. I'm really excited about that. Uh, so actually, I would give you a specific URL, but um, if you just go to Woman on Fire um, event, you'll find that there. Um, and that's, uh, I'm really excited because we're going to get, uh, we're working on getting a lot of sponsors. It is for women. So men, sorry, you cannot come to that. Uh, but yeah, we plan on having that as a, a really big event and then just starting. That's like the start of uh, the other things to come. But I just have an amazing team and and it is a lot of work. So I'm working on that. I'm revamping my website. I Oh, I am also doing a holiday. Well, actually, you're part of it, Heidi. My high-end client attraction holiday giveaway. So if you sign up for my list, heatherpicken.com, you'll get that invitation and i'm so excited to have you heidi on board but we've got we've got amazing people that are giving their free gifts and you know just things to show you how to attract those high-end clients because that's where it's at if you want to go to the next level you have to learn how to do that and master it so i've got amazing experts such as yourself heidi uh being a contributor in that is that woman w-o-m-a-n on yes, fire entrepreneur Okay, so I'm writing that down. I'm, I'm putting that into the little chat area for people to click on that as well. Um, okay, so final question is, and I'll ask you this again at the very end, but tell us how uh, how to get a hold of you. What's the best way? Yeah, so the best way, um, actually, if I could give everyone a special gift, if you go to uh, sessionwithheather.com, that will take you to a page, and I have two gifts. One is my Money and Miracles program. It's a 21 day program to help you to rewire your mind for success. I just got an email from someone that said, oh, I, I just, you know, I was going through your program on day 19 and she gave me a list, like a play by play of everything that's been happening and like money and clients. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And it was so cool because I love that. I selfishly created it for myself at the time years ago because I was really struggling with money. So it really gets you in the flow. It's so simple. Uh, anyone can do that. So that's my gift for everyone that goes there. And then the other thing, I've got a few spots for my high-end client attraction session. Um, and that is really to walk you through, actually, it's a real coaching session. So I walk you through your 12-month blueprint, how to get to your next level of income, whether that's 100000 or beyond. And it's 30 minutes of my time. So I generously want to give that to people. Uh, but you could also go to um, one last thing. You can also go to heatherpicken.com. And I believe there is a video series on how to make it a day what you used to make in a month. So I know I've said a lot. So hopefully everyone's writing that. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I put them all in the chat. If you'll just double check and make sure I wrote all the right URLs, that'd be great. And um, so um, Dutch, if you would like to join us, um, you're welcome to. If anybody else would like to, oh, look at that. He already, he's, he didn't waste a second. <laughs> welcome, Dutch. Uh, it, what does it say? Brain trust. Okay, so um, hopefully he'll tell us a little bit about himself when he when he uh, when the room accepts him. Sometimes it takes a moment, um, and then we'll we'll again at the end mention the the URLs. Is it a session with Heather .com? I'm just okay. Good. Thank you. Thanks for correcting that because um, I I've been to all of those, so it's they're really great. You you have some marvelous things that you give and. We were talking about this earlier in another session about always giving your best stuff because when you do, people will want more of it. Okay, let's try it again, Dutch. It looks like that first time didn't work. 
And anybody else who'd like to jump in and ask uh, Heather, we've got a couple of minutes. There he is. Hi guys, I what? came in on your on your chat late, but I asked I asked that question about procrastination because the chamber here, the Chamber of Commerce, has the same problem about mm -hmm. people signing up for the events for for live events the last two days, and I called out, yeah, vendor and uh, caterers need need to know about this thing a couple right. weeks in ahead because they plan out their catching. So I came up with one of the ways to take advantage of this. You know that there should be a price increase two days before the thing goes live. Yeah. I, well, even the price increase, I think sometimes people will say, okay, I'll just pay it because they don't want to make a commitment. Have we've you had this heard of profit? I like that idea. I call it the procrastination tax. I'm going yeah. to tax them because I know they're going to be procrastinating, make a little extra money. Exactly. You know, what we do is we work out with the uh, with the venue is that we don't mind if they'll charge a little extra. We'll just charge extra, too. And if you need to charge extra because we can't give you the full account. And I try to you know, you try to project, but sometimes you project wrong. And I mean, I've done this before with the same event that I've done years and years and years. And then one year you've got 120 people the next year, 150 and the next year, 110. And, you know, so it's. You just, you know, human nature. Heather, what do you have to say about You could also do a raffle so you could get uh, different vendors involved. And if they register by a certain time, their name will go into the raffle to win, you know, whatever prizes. So just enticing people. And, and you know, this is so simple yet powerful calling people up. Hey, I'd love to register you for whatever. If you sign up today, you get an XYZ bonus. And so it could be some of those gifts. Yeah. And, you I know, Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. What go I ahead. was going to say is, I see so many people giving discounts yeah. to get people to sign up, and I'm like, okay, that's a. I mean, I hear it all here all the time. That's a race towards the bottom. I mean, yeah. if you're giving away discounts, is because sooner or later somebody's going to discount the discount and then discount the discount, and pretty much you're going to be working for next to nothing. And a, a few months ago, I remembered I grew up in West Texas where the horse traders were there had something to boot. Uh, I'll, I'll, you want to buy this horse? Well, I don't want him for that price, but I'm going to throw that saddle in to boot. It's just an old phrase that it's a little extra incentive. Instead of giving a discount on the price, you gave a little extra value to get them over the edge. Yeah, I agree. That's, that's point. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, you talk about though, uh, I, I don't believe in discounts at the beginning, at the front end, when people sign up, I'd rather reward them for being the early, um, the early signer uppers. And then because of what happens is then once people get used to making, the, getting those discounts at the end, then they expect them every time. And then they wait until the last minute thinking, oh, because I've, I've, I've had events where I've sold almost sold out and I have three tickets left. And rather than having those three empty seats, which drives me crazy, and it could be only like maybe 50 people, I'll invite a friend, but I'll invite a different friend each time. I never invite the same friend. And the reason it, one reason is because I don't want that friend to think every time she's going to get a free ticket if she, you know, comes. And then, and usually it's somebody I know probably can't afford it anyway, or just, you know, would, would have come if they had the money because they're usually kind of high end. Uh, but I agree with you. Can't you price yourself right out of business if you do those discounts? So, um, how do you handle your events? Do you do you raise the price as the as the event gets closer, Heather? I had oh go, yeah, go ahead. I want to oh, hear this. Yeah, abs absolutely. And and then you know, like we'll start with a lower price, 
and then bring a friend for free. So essentially they're splitting the cost. And then as it gets closer, uh, yeah, it's a lot more. And the same thing with like vendors. If we want vendors, we've got limited spots and really being able to understand what's in it for them. Even the people that are attending. Well, the reason why you want to be here is because da 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 da. So if you're finding out about their business and being able to link their why, their mission and their purpose, um, they get excited. But the power of just picking up the phone and connecting with them or on Facebook, it's absolutely amazing. That's how I filled the last event. I was just picking up the phone, connecting on Facebook. Um, we had a couple of other strategies that we worked on and we filled it. And it was, of course, at the last minute, like you said. <laughs> but you know, you mentioned two things that I don't think people do enough of. And that's one of the things is I, I, I agree with you about, I send out individual messages when I get closer to the event. I don't do it early on because just don't have the time. But a week out, I will send individual messages on Facebook. And I think we're really afraid to use the phone anymore. We've gotten so used to this medium of this this computer screen in front of us and not having to hold on to or talk to anybody that um, we, I know for a long time, I wouldn't even answer the phone. I just get freaked so, out because I'm like, hey, you doing? like, who is this? <laughs> right? I know. And then they call you and they tell you, they, they tell you their first name and you're like, gosh, I have a hundred friends on Facebook named Patricia. Which one is she? <laughs> or something Steve, like that. Steve or Mike. Uh, I got yeah, Steve or Mike. Yeah, exactly. Steve or Mike. So Dutch, you don't have to worry about that, right? You've got an, in, an interesting name. Well, yeah, most people, there's two things that I have going for me. Uh, when I was working uh, at, at one of the, the space agency, my Texas accent would tip me off. Everybody, I didn't ever have to say this is Dutch. Everybody knew who it was. That's one thing. Then the name is an, is another thing. There's there's very few Dutchies in people's speed dial. Well, that's true. That's great. Well, thank you so much for uh, for being with us for this brief time and asking the question, Heather. Again, we're out of time, so I just want to say thank you so much for giving your precious time because I know how valuable it is. I'm I'm really enjoying these amazing interviews with women and I look forward to the next uh, segment that you have coming up and participating. So thank you for that opportunity. And again, one more time, tell everybody how we can get a hold of you. Uh, yeah. So you can go to sessionwithheather.com, get those two free gifts or go to heatherpickin.com and get the free uh, video series. Fantastic. And thanks again, Dutch, for being with us. And, and just a reminder that Tomorrow, which is November 11th, uh, Veterans Day, at 1 p.m. Eastern time, which would be 10 o'clock your time, I believe, uh, Heather, uh, we have Nancy Eichler. She's the social media marketing maven for the Brownie Brittle way. Brownie Brittle. So she's going to talk about social media marketing, the Brownie Brittle way, multi-million dollar company. She was their very first employee. And, you know, they're in all the major uh, big box stores, all the all the majors. Uh, grocery chains and, and even in a specialty. So if you've never heard of brownie brittle, I don't know if you have, if you don't have it in Cal, is there, are you in California uh, Seattle. or in Seattle? Okay. So um, if you haven't heard about it, look it up. It is just amazing. It is a, an amazing treat and it's in all the Sam's clubs and Walmarts and everything. So, um, so she'll be our, our guest tomorrow. And uh, again, thank you, Heather, for being with us today. It's Heidi Richards saying bye for now. Bye. Thanks so much. Bye-bye everyone.